You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. Uh, everything well? Having a good start of the day? So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the problem with timesheets. And this has been inspired by a conversation I saw taking place in my members-only WhatsApp group about a team member of a, uh, of a, of a member um, taking the mickey, let's say, to put it uh, nicely and to avoid this episode having an expletive rating. So... The member said that, you know, in, uh, in order for them to know whether the employee is actually working and not spending the day in the garden, then they want them to do timesheets. Now, this is problematic on many fronts. And there are many problems with timesheets. And because, you know, we, because we don't have or aren't aware of any solutions to the problem or the underlying causes of the problem, then we resort to the timesheet to kind of tell us, give us data that actually is like taking a sledgehammer to the to a nut. It's the wrong tool to use to find out whether our employees are actually working, to find out whether we're actually making profit. It's absolutely wrong tool. Now it's kind of take a minute or two to discuss why. So if you've ever been employed before, and I'm sure you have before you started your journey to set up your practice, can you honestly say, hand on heart, that you have never made up anything that goes on a timesheet? Now, there's been many surveys done on this, and it is nigh on impossible to find somebody that has never lied or made up something on a timesheet. And I'll put my hand up first to say guilty. Of course I've made up stuff on a timesheet. We put on the timesheet what we want our boss to see or hear, rather than what actually happened. And I, that can either be a positive thing in terms of, well, you know, we, we don't want to put the time that we spent um, doing a certain thing because, you know, we're going to take a bath on, on that client in terms of when it comes to working out recovery rates and what we can build. And therefore, I'm not going to put all the time that I spent or I'm going to shift my time to another client where I know we're going to make a good recovery. Or, you know, I simply was, you know, took an extended lunch break and I have nowhere else to put it to. But I know with this client we can we can recover the time. So I'm just going to add the extra hour or two on there so my utilization rate doesn't look bad. We put what we want our bosses to hear rather than what actually happened. So even if some of the time the data isn't accurate, how can we possibly rely on the timesheets to give us accurate data? It's, it's just a non-starter, just from that very premise, that timesheets are inaccurate. And besides, once something hits the timesheet, it's too late to do anything about it. It's like, it's like me driving at the moment, which I am doing, but constantly looking at the rear view mirror and not taking my eyes off it. I'm not focusing on the most important thing, which is the road ahead of me. Okay? That's the most important thing. We, we're trying to drive our businesses forward whilst constantly looking in the rear view mirror. It's the wrong tool. It's the wrong measurement. People make them up. So that's enough to say, well, actually, people make them up and they're, you know, they're not, gonna, they're not actually accurate. Then what is the point of looking at them? Another reason is that um, how long you spend on something is not indicative of whether what you have done is actually been effective. Clients don't care how long you spend on something. 
clients only care about the end result, solution, or outcome you give them. So why are we so fixated on trying to figure out how long we spend on things and recording our time instead of what's important to clients? Clients would rather you turn things around quickly than something spend, you know, there's something sit on the shelf in your office for five months and then it'll take you a day to turn around. What's more important is turnaround time to a client. What's more important is how quickly you get back to them rather than how long it takes. And Parkinson's law tells us that time expands to the allocation given to it. So if you give your employees a timesheet, let's say fill this timesheet with seven and a half hours worth of stuff, they will fill it. They will fill their day's worth of stuff regardless of when if anything that's actually effective has been done during that time which is bizarre because we want our employees to be effective. We want our team members to be effective doing the right things. There's no point being efficient with doing the wrong things. So we need to figure out, be effective first and then get efficient at doing the right things. Being effective is doing the right things. Being efficient is doing things right. There's no point doing the wrong things in the right way um, because it completely misses the point. So, so that's it. Uh, and uh, moving on to another reason why we feel we need to rely on timesheets is that it helps us to work out profitability, which is complete nonsense as well, because the math just doesn't stack up. The whole notion of cost accounting is flawed based on assumptions. Depending on which cost accounting method you use, you get a different result. It's like Siegel's Law, a man with, uh, with one watch is certain of the time, a man with two watch two watches and that's what we're kind of doing with timesheets we're not really we're not really getting the right data that we want that we think we are getting from them now there's there's nothing wrong what we're trying to do is kind of allocate you know uh, toilet rolls and pencil sharpeners and uh, you know reams of paper from the office into clients it doesn't work you don't find out profitability per client that way in fact it's not impossible to find out profitability per client because we're not taking into account lifetime value. We are not in the business of providing widgets. We're not in the business of providing products. We're in the business of providing a, uh, a relationship. It's not, even a, it's not even a service because for us, clients can stay with us for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Where is the value of that show when you do your PL at one point in time? It's nowhere to be seen. So finding out Profitability by client is now impossible. What we need to look at is profitability across the portfolio. Have you got your portfolio constructed in such a way that you are making profitability overall? And profitability then comes from you getting better at pricing. And once you've got better at pricing, then you're capturing greater share of the value you create. And it's the prices that will then determine the cost that you can incur in order to maintain that differential between your revenue and your cost, which equals your profit. That's how you need to look at things. We need to revamp the way we look at profitability. So going back to the argument that we need timesheets to figure out whether our employees are actually working or not. Again, if we are putting our the worth of our employees into six or 15 minute chunks of time, what does that do to the to you know to our people's morale? that their whole worth is tied into the six-minute, six-fifteen-minute chunks of time that they put on a timesheet. 
where where does the you know how how good some of your team members are at uh, having conversations with clients and really building up that uh, client relationship and the client, you know, wowing the clients. Where does all that appear on the timesheet? It simply doesn't. So we need to move away from thinking that the timesheet gives us all the answers we need because it doesn't. And better ways of seeing whether employees are being productive or not is why are you focusing on the work? See, at the moment, what we're doing when we're using timesheets is that we are using a mixture of time plus results to determine whether our employees are actually working, going inverted commas, or not. And that's why our answers are skewed. Because if if we get a timesheet done, then we assume that, okay, that person has work. But have they done anything effective during that time? When you take time out of the equation, then the only thing that's left that's result is results. And that's how you separate the wheat from the chaff. Because when there's only results left, those people who are shirkers and those people who hide stuff on the timesheet can't do that anymore. Because it's very clear what the work is and did you get it done or did you not get it done? You focus on managing the work rather than managing the people. And that's why, you know, people can make stuff up on a timesheet, but they can't make up results. They can't make up performance. We need to get better at being setting better expectations of what is required, what is the work, what actually needs to be done, coaching and helping our team members to plan out what they need to do in terms of forward planning, project management. I have no qualms about about saying to, giving work to an employee and saying, I think that'll take you you a few hours, this will take you some time, and helping them plan out forward-looking in their calendar. I'm a big believer in time boxing. We should time box in our calendar as a way of working rather than have a big to-do list because we are hopeless at knowing how long things are going to take. But if we say, right, I've allocated you know, a couple of hours a day to work on this and uh, you know, a few hours a day to work on that, planning out our week so we are managing the workload, we're managing turnaround times, we're managing priorities, looking ahead. And rather than trying to crack students on a timesheet, you know, if something is, you work within a standard deviation, you know, if something that should take four hours took, you know, between three or seven hours, then, then so be it. So what? But if something did, that should have taken four hours, took 10 minutes or took eight hours, then you want to know. And you build in systems to get uh, information from your employees on these exceptions. The rule by exception, instead of having to dump everything on a timesheet and then trying to figure out whether there's any particular complexities that we are not catering for in terms of our pricing or is there an area where we're trying to take on too much work and therefore we are so stretched that we have to then research every single angle uh, and therefore you know we are sinking time into certain things which we're not being paid for it's about knowing where your forte lies and again everything that's all about the pricing the positioning when you get clear on what you do when you get into a niche when you really work closer with clients when you go deep when you go narrow and that's how you generate profitability because you can then generate stacks of value and the actual delivery side of things the actual cost of you delivering that is very low because you've done it so many times uh, but you can charge premium for it because you've now become a specialist so that's how you generate profitability become a better pricer to get the timesheets it's like using a smoke alarm to measure whether your cookies are done or not we're using the wrong tool with the wrong measurement and again it does it does wonders for your team's morale to take something I mean who, is, who likes completing a timesheet 
I've never met anyone who's enjoyed completing a timesheet. So I was subjecting our, our member team members to this. Whether, you know, the majority of businesses around the world don't use timesheets, but still make a profit. So why is it that we as accountants feel that we need timesheets in order to tell us whether we're making profitability or not, in order to tell us whether our team members are working or not? They're just not mean. There are better ways of figuring out whether our team members are producing results or not. And when you move to that model where it becomes all about the results, it then becomes easy. We as leaders need to be better at, at setting out our expectations, then giving our team the autonomy to deliver on those expectations and holding them accountable to the results. And when we do that, that's when you separate the week from the chapter. That's when it's easy to see which ones are the team players, which ones are dedicated, which ones are actually delivering us outcomes aligned to our client outcomes. And those that are shirkers that are just there for, you know, to, to show their face and clock seven and a half hours a day even though they haven't done anything, those are the ones that it will become obvious and very apparent to see. So I hope that's given you some food for thought. I'd love to hear your uh, your views on this. If you have any, send me a message on LinkedIn or pop it into a review on uh, iTunes. And uh, yeah, give us a review if you haven't already. Otherwise, take care. Have a great rest of the day. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.